Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 29, Reignite Your Life, Rediscover Your Brilliance with the wonderful Kathy Dirksen. Kathy is a wealth and success coach as well as founder of her company Inspired Tenacity. Her passion is dedicated to helping women tap into their own brilliance to create lives filled with genuine joy and fulfillment. I'm loving this. Katie's mission is to create a cycle of wealth and success among women around the world. What a pleasure it is to have you with us. Welcome, Kathy. Well, thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Kathy, can you please share with us how did your journey around wellness and wealth began in helping women rediscover their brilliance? What is your story? Oh, my story really starts oh, over 10 years ago, close to 15 years ago. And at that time, I my kids were young teenagers. I was in a marriage that was quite toxic and but just sort of going through the motions in that reality and not not really acknowledging it or realizing that things needed to change. So it, it really wasn't until we were in a, a serious car accident. And luckily my family was fine, but the another fellow that was involved in the accident actually passed away at the scene. And it was really a one of those shocking traumatic events in life that really got me realizing, you know, really re-looking at my own life and thinking, okay, what's going on here? Is this what life is supposed to be? And so I just really realized that there was, you know, again, toxic family life with an abusive husband, toxic work environment that was extremely stressful, and just realized that this is not what life is supposed to be about. And that's when I started on this journey of, okay, what, what do I really want? And what should this look like? And again, with two teenagers that were both, you know, dealing with this toxic environment in their own way, good and bad and quiet, and, you know, just clearly struggling with the situation, I recognized that I was up to me to really make that change in their life. And so that's really what set me in motion on trying to figure out, okay, how do I change my life? How do I change their life? And so at that point, I, it was a huge decision and it was a long process of dealing with what's next. But I ended up leaving the marriage, setting out on my own as a single mom. And in that whole story, realized I needed to also change my job. And I'm a big believer in intuition and really listening to what your heart and your gut and what your intuition is telling you. And at that time, I had been working in medical genetics for about 25 years, mostly in hospital labs. And as I was saying, the particular place I was working was very toxic environment. So I realized, okay, I need a change, a complete change. And I also recognized that where I was working you, not a lot of real contact with people. It was mainly like being in a hospital lab where you're kind of isolated in that space with the same people all the time. And I recognized that I needed to be with people. I needed to feel like I was actually being of service to people. And at that time in my life, a lot of my friends were also going through divorce. And I recognized that a lot of women really were having trouble 
with the financial side of their life, especially after a divorce, if say they hadn't had anything to do with their money before, and suddenly they're thrown into not only being single moms, but having to figure out all of that stuff around mortgages, investments, what do I do now, all those things. So that's really what started that steering me in that direction of feeling that my calling was to be of service to those women to help them find their way. And so as I kind of made my way through those big changes, I then put myself in service to other women to help them make those big changes. And so I went into financial planning where I could be that person that women could come to and have that safe space for information and support. And But after about 10 years working in the corporate setting, I really was frustrated with the limitations that were available in that corporate setting. So you really can only say what's supposed to be said. You can only present the services that are presented by that group. And I really felt that there was so much more to both financial success and other kinds of success that I wasn't able to support women with in that setting. So so that really was one of the big pushes for me in the last couple of years to decide to leave that whole world of corporate life, having a job and set out on my own, where now I can create the programs, I can see where I see women need help and support in these different ways. They're trying to you know, improve their own lives in the direction they want to go, but I can really fine tune the support that I bring to help each individual make that success path. So it's been really exciting. It's been, you know, going, touching into the the fear and the stress and the overwhelm and the uncertainty and all those things of of making those huge life changes, you know, the, the divorce, the first career change, second career change, you know, carrying on from there. And yeah, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster. It's been fun. I've been loving and really enjoying being able to do my own thing now and but yeah no it's there are many stories and many journeys that were part of that <laughs> wow Kathy what a story what I could listen to you for hours so please feel free to share with us mm-hmm. how was your journey from moving um from the employee mindset to an entrepreneur one, because I'm pretty sure that people that are listening to us and watching us would love to know how you got this strength with two teenagers. Oh my goodness. (sighs) Yes, no, it was definitely part of the the battle and the challenge was all the learning and, and part that I didn't really expect before I started that big shift was all of the different parts that go into shifting from working a job to being an entrepreneur. I mean, part of it is that finding that courage and taking that leap of faith to leave that security of the paycheck and the routine and the, you know, being part of a team as well and just stepping out completely on your own. So I definitely did not realize all of the layers that were involved in that and so there's definitely been a huge learning curve and for me as well part of that was before I left so it really was in the middle of all the COVID chaos that I 
actually made the huge move. So I'd already been planning it, but to actually say, okay, that's it, I'm leaving now, was in the middle of all the chaos with the COVID situation. And so before I left, my work environment, while, while many people around the world had been put into kind of a quiet time of isolation and all these different shutdowns around the world. So for many people, those many months were a very quiet time, a very alone time, where in my job, it was the opposite. So I was working from home, but working as a financial planner at that time, I was the main contact person for so many of my clients. So I had over 200 people that came to me for everything to do with their finances. So you've got everything from elderly women that are in complete isolation, nobody visiting them, nobody can see them, they're lonely, they're scared. You know, I'm the person they come to talk to. So that's a huge emotional weight. And also back at that point, the, the stock markets were crashing, everybody was scared, nobody knew what was going on. Here in Canada, we had all kinds of different uh, mortgage rescue situations going on where all kinds of programs were coming in place to help people do different things. So, so while everybody else was in this quiet shutdown period, my job was like working double and triple time and carrying the emotional weight of all these people that were coming to me and they're scared and they're overwhelmed and they don't know what's next. And, you know, trying to be that support for those people and my family and myself. So by the time I left my job, I was burnt out. I was so frazzled that I just, looking back at it now, I should have just taken a break. I should have just stopped everything, given myself time to actually breathe and recover, And but I didn't. I felt, okay, I'm just going to jump from that to that and go, 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 go. And so I never, I didn't really give myself that space. So definitely the first few months I spent, again, just being burnt out. <laughs> So if I was to give anyone advice who is doing that shift from going from an employment situation to an entrepreneurial situation, make sure you do give yourself some space and do that self-care that as you step into that entrepreneurial world, that you have a clear head, that you are feeling energized and inspired and that you're actually rolling with what you're doing, not just overwhelmed by everything coming at you. So that, that's definitely a huge part that I would advise. <laughs> wow, Katie, you have mentioned some amazing things right now. And I have so many questions that I want to ask you. This is, this is beautiful. Thank you so much for mentioning this because how many of us have dealt with burning out completely and then when we are completely at zero somehow we kind of go even below zero and I'm also talking oh, yes. about myself how my uh, my journey with entrepreneurship was can you please tell us Kathy how to avoid being overwhelmed and <laughs> what does this interior wellness how is this self-care the best uh, thing that people should focus on, especially when transitioning to the entrepreneurial world? Well, I think a huge part of it, and I think it, it is a learning process as well that many of us have to go through, is when you first start as an entrepreneur, you really are bombarded 
by information and programs to take and things you should do and different kinds of advice and information. And so it's so easy to get caught up in that overwhelm and really getting nothing done because you're trying to do too many things all at the same time. And so really one of the things we have to learn first is to be able to say no, to be able to say, no, I'm going to focus on this part. I see those things. I hear what you're saying, but I need to just focus on these small parts right now and not get overwhelmed by all the different things. Uh, one of the other big things is quite often people will start working like 24 seven every day, all the time, you know, no, no time to even eat a meal or go for a walk or sleep properly. And whereas all those things contribute to your ability to be creative, your ability to think logically and in any real focused way. So really allowing yourself to get enough sleep, to take some breaks during the day, to actually take a day off during the week to actually say, okay, I need to just tune out. I need to turn everything off and just not look at it, not think about it, just give myself a break. So, so all those things that just seem so simple, they don't cost anything to do. They don't <laughs> just take the break, get some sleep, eat properly, eat, you know, actually do, because a lot of people, that's the other thing that they'll just keep working and working and they'll maybe eat some chips along the way or drink a beer here and there, but not really have a meal, right? So those, those little simple things about just looking after ourselves and letting ourselves get some rest in the middle of all the other stuff is so important. Thank you for mentioning this. Now, our fearless friends, you know what to do. Listen to your body, because if Katie that has been burned out and had 200 people plus coming to her for all sorts of advice and support has given you this advice and she had hardship with this at the beginning, you need to make sure to tap into your own needs first. You cannot give from an empty bag. This is one of my favorite sayings. I sometimes don't do this since I feel that I should be there for my baby girl, but then I remember after five minutes, what's there to give if I myself yes. have not nurtured myself first? Thank you. Yes, and I think especially as parents, I think that's a huge thing. And, and that's one of my big focuses is on midlife women. So women that have been mothers for years and have dedicated their life to looking after everybody else for so long, and they've quite often actually lost track of who they are or what they like or what makes them happy. And so, so that's a, a huge part of where I focus is on helping those midlife women to stop for a second and actually think about themselves and what they want and what would make them happy. And and because we've many of us have spent so many years not thinking about ourselves. I remember one day when my kids were younger, actually thinking and thinking, I don't even remember what kind of food I like or what kind of music I would like to listen to if it was up to me. <laughs> they just kind of hit me one day. I thought, I have no idea. I can't even remember what I like. <laughs> this journey that you have followed, I'm loving how you got to take all that hardship from an abusive marriage and going into your own beautiful activity, how you turned everything around and you took this great lesson 
and you turned hardship into your life purpose. Can you please tell us what has inspired you and how did you manage to push through the fear of change, of the unknown, and especially with COVID, oh my goodness, if people, as you say, were frozen <laughs> during COVID, how did you get the inspiration and the strength to push through it all? Hmm, that's a very good question. <laughs> and I think you know, part of it is I go back to just allowing yourself to listen to your intuition and to listen to what feels right. And, and then I, I really consider it a leap of faith that you have to take. You have to, once you get a vision of what you know you need to be doing next. And again, quite often that path is not clear. There is like, what are the next steps? What will my friends think? What will the world think? How do I do this? You know, there are so many fears. There's so much that goes into both making that decision and making that leap and following through with it. And that's actually where the name of my company came from, that it, it hit me that inspiration and tenacity are like two key ingredients for making any kind of huge change in your life. So you need to have that inspiration that something has to change this is the direction I have to go, but then you need that tenacity to just go and go and go. And even when you fall down and even when things get in the way, you still have to just keep going in the direction of what you're aiming for. And one of the things that a word is actually my word for this year is courage. And to me, courage is the other part of that. So you need the insp inspiration and the tenacity, but then you need that courage because taking that leap of faith and actually just going in a completely different direction, connecting with a whole different community, doing things that you know that your, say, immediate family and friends are not going to support you on or won't understand what you're trying to do, that courage is such an enormous part of just taking it on and just go do it. And I mean, I, I would never say that there's no fear. I think fear is definitely one of the things that has, has kind of carved out the directions that a lot of my different pieces that I had to put together to move forward. I mean, fear is definitely part of all of that. And it's funny, even for myself, I was always comfortable speaking in front of groups. I'm you know, comfortable speaking together like this in a conversation. But for me, the uncomfortable part and where my fears come around are more if I do my own like live video on the internet, like live on Facebook or something like that. That's one of my big fears that I'm still working through and really you know, know that I need to face and just do it. And, and it's funny, you know, you, we have these big fears and usually what helps us get past them is just doing it, just pushing through. I mean, part of it is it shows it, you know, shows yourself that, yes, I can do this. So maybe that fear was not real. And the other part is just recognizing, OK, keep taking that step, keep taking that step. And, and one of the first books that I wrote, my title was actually Chin Up, Keep Moving. Because that was when I was originally going through the um, leaving my husband, you know, becoming a single mom, setting out with two teenagers that were both struggling with their own stuff. And it was hard. It was like, I won't, I mean, the stories I can go on forever about some of the stories, but 
But that was my mantra at that time was literally chin up, keep moving. And because there was days when there was nothing else I could do. There was no energy left. There was no, what else is supporting me left? Just chin up, keep moving. And I would actually say that to myself sometimes or think it in my mind that just because that was I just needed something to think about and just keep you know like you're climbing a ladder you just need to keep going to that next step and that next step and that next step or or even the whole thing about eating an elephant you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time I mean <laughs> so just focusing on that one next step or that one next bite or that one that one thing in front of you and not because again, it's, it's so easy to get overwhelmed by all of the things that need to come together. So, but just one at a time, chin up, keep moving. That's it. Chin up, keep moving. This should be our mantras. This should be such a strong thing that we should tell to ourselves every morning, every evening, every time that we feel that okay, things may not go as we have planned, but it's worse if you stop. If you continue, if you change maybe a bit the direction, that two millimeter change that at a first glance doesn't do too much for you, but move ahead a few meters in the two millimeter difference and you will see such a completely different perspective. And I am mentioning this far too often. I need to change this uh, quote, but I think that we cannot have enough of these inspiring words. Kathy, thank you so much for mentioning this. And I wanted to ask you, since you are a best-selling author as well, what is your favorite book? What has inspired you to write it? And what can we expect next from your very passionate personality well most of the books so right now I've got five books that I've already been part of written chapters they're all collaborative books so they're all stories of inspiration and things that other people can read and feel that there's you know a path that they can take and people that are on their side and the one that I think, uh, the, I've got one that's coming out very soon. I've actually got three book projects on the go right now. And the one that should be coming out next, so in the next few weeks, what I've done in that one, I've actually written a chapter comparing the, the evolution of someone becoming an entrepreneur. So again, that process we were talking about where you go from the employee in a job to becoming an entrepreneur that's actually doing it all and being successful, I compared that with the butterfly. So like when we are employees and we're stuck in a job that we really don't like and we feel like we're just isolated, I describe that like the egg, the egg before it hatches into the caterpillar. And then as we kind of jump into the entrepreneurial world and we get started, I see that like the caterpillar. So you're, you're constantly eating and like taking in all the courses and the information and you just feel like you just keep eating and eating more, more courses, more information, more. And then it's not till you get to that, then you have the, the caterpillar goes into the cocoon. And one of the things people don't realize when they go into the cocoon, they, it, it's actually like a meltdown 
So that caterpillar body doesn't just grow wings. It literally melts down into a soup and then has to rebuild a new body, new wings, like everything is rebuilt. So I describe that like that process that we do go through as an entrepreneur, where there is a time when you have pretty much melted down and you have to be reborn. Like you have to really put yourself back together in a whole different identity, a whole different way. And then you need to come out as that butterfly. And again, as the butterfly, you still, your, your wings need to dry. The wings need to learn to move. And, and then you set out on this successful journey of flying as a butterfly. So, so that was one of the ones that I really felt was kind of what I've been going through over the last year is really that whole step-by-step step from that egg to the caterpillar to the cocoon and, and now to the butterfly that's flying and being out there in the world. So, so that's one of the ones that I'm really kind of excited about when that one comes out, getting some feedback and seeing how people like it. But it's... <laughs> Loving the metaphor, Kathy, it's so powerful. And it's indeed giving birth is difficult, but the beauty that comes after this, as life happens after all sorts of ty typhoons and strong storms. Yes, yes. Destruction and then, yes, rebuild. Beautiful. Thank you for mentioning this. And you said that you are helping women rediscovering who they are besides their mom roles. Can you please tell us in a few words, how do you think that it's the best way to get into that balance? Because I think that the magic word here could be finding that strong balance to keep you not going into the overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the big things is that I find that a lot of us, we don't give ourselves permission to actually think about ourselves. So the first step is definitely that we need to stop for a moment and acknowledge that, that we haven't been giving ourselves permission. We haven't been allowing ourselves to receive anything ourselves. So we're so used to giving that receiving is actually difficult for many of us. So that's, that's kind of the first place that you have to start is acknowledging that, acknowledging that you need to allow yourself to receive what you want, to receive the ideas, to receive that dream, to receive what you feel as the support you need to go forward in the direction that you want. So that's really the first step. And then from there, you really need to be, I, fi I find that having, surrounding yourself with a community of people that are supportive is huge. Because again, as I was mentioning before, quite often our immediate family and friends aren't always very supportive when we're trying to do a big change. So again, whether that's a career change or a marriage change or moving somewhere, quite often the people close to us are not supportive and mainly because they're trying to protect you. So it's not that they're trying to squash you. They're not trying to like belittle you. They're, in most cases, they're trying to protect you. But, but they're not generally going to be the ones that really help you and encourage you to be that butterfly, to take off and go do something that excites and inspires you. So finding a community of people or even just one or two support people who both understand what you're trying to do, are willing to 
walk with you through that process. And that's one of the huge things that I've recognized is needed and that I'm bringing to my community is that creating that safe place for women to actually be honest about how they're feeling. Because that's the other side of it, that we're not even being honest with ourselves about what frustrates us, what makes us angry. Like, like very few of us will allow ourselves to admit that there's things that we're angry about, that we're frustrated about, that we just need to get away from. You know, again, going back to the being the one that's supposed to be looking after everyone and nurturing others, that we're not supposed to be angry. We're not supposed to feel frustrated, right? So, so what I've done is just created that space where women can say what they're really feeling and, and get it out in front of them because you can't really rebuild and shift in a different direction if you're still not being honest with yourself about how you're feeling about something or what you think is in your way or what the obstacles are or what needs to change for you to move in a different direction. So, so that whole idea of finding a supportive group and allowing them to support you again, receiving that help, receiving that support, I think is a huge part of being able to move forward and shift into something that's different than what your normal reality has always been. Would you say that we as women should allow ourselves to be vulnerable and not put on that very strong mask at all times so that we can be honest with ourselves and let ourselves be helped? I think that's a big part of it is yes. And being vulnerable to the point that, and again, making sure you find that safe place to do that, because just being completely vulnerable to everyone at all times might not be the best move, but finding that supportive community or those people that you know are on your side and are supporting you through this, then yes, making sure that you are speaking your truth, that you are allowing yourself to feel things and one of my favorite authors is Brene Brown, and that's a, one of her huge focuses is on allowing or getting us to recognize the value in being vulnerable and allowing ourselves to feel what we need to feel and to voice what we need to voice and to recognize that there's so much courage that is required to be vulnerable. So being vulnerable isn't just about blubbering and spitting everything out, but really consciously deciding what you need to be telling everybody or telling the people around you that you need to share this with and to, to move again in that direction with that information. So being vulnerable, being courageous, being authentic, all those are things that we need to embrace to really move forward in with a life that excites and inspires us and people around us. And as you mentioned at the beginning, the mission of my company is to create a cycle of wealth and success among women around the world. And how I see that, my vision for that is the idea that as I help a group of women, I find that most women, once they are feeling supported, they tend to then reach out and support other women who then reach out and support other women. And 
as I see it, as with by supporting women, we're supporting families, and by supporting families, you're supporting communities. And as that reaches out, we're literally supporting the world with a more positive ripple effect of that positive change that we're bringing about. So by starting with ourselves and then moving that out to our families and supporting people around us, I just, in my mind, that will create that ripple effect of positive energy and positive change. And it really will bring about change in the world. So, so that's my big vision that it's not just about the people standing in front of me, but it's about the people that they will touch, who will then touch others, that will reach out to others. And it just becomes a much bigger impact than any of us will ever really imagine. Simply outstanding, Kathy. Thank you for mentioning this. You are saying some very inspiring bombs, dropping them one after the other, and I, I cannot get enough. Thank you so much for, for mentioning this. And I wanted to ask you, since you help women deal with finances and wealth, how would you define wealth? What is it really? Well, and that's a big thing too, because again, with my title, Wealth and Success Coach, both wealth and success are things that are can have a very different meaning to different people. So wealth. I don't see wealth as just being about money. Usually that's the first thing that comes to our mind is wealth equals money. But really wealth is a feeling of abundance. It's a feeling of I've got what I need and I'm okay. And then moving on from there, of I'm so okay. Now I can help others. I have more than I need. What can I do to reach out to others so so in my mind wealth includes money it includes your health it includes your relationships it includes how you feel about yourself and just where where you're at and what you need to feel that you have abundance in and that you have everything you need so to me wealth is more of a feeling a feeling of i've got everything i need i'm feeling good i'm feeling positive I'm going in the right direction. So, and success, I feel kind of fits in a similar thing that success, again, we're you know so trained to think success means I've got the degree, I've got the promotion, I've got the new car, I've got the big house. But to me, that's not what success really is. So success to me, again, is a feeling of I've done what I'm here to do. I'm going in the right direction. I'm contributing. I'm being of service. You know, whatever those things are that make you feel like, yes, this is the right thing for me. That to me, so wealth and success both fit in those categories of more of a feeling and a fullness and abundance of I have what I need. I'm going in the right direction. And, and I think we have to also keep in mind as humans, we are constantly looking for growth and change. And we, we, I think as we get older, we kind of get this idea in our heads. So I should just be satisfied with what I have. That if I feel like I need more or I want something bigger, that there's something wrong with me. I'm being selfish. Whereas really, when you think about it, we naturally want to grow we naturally want to reach out and even if you look at small children like a baby 
automatically, naturally wants to crawl, then they want to walk, then they're going to run. Next thing you know, they're <laughs> skiing and riding bikes and you know, they just do that. They're naturally looking for that next level, that next skill. What can I do next? So, so that is a human nature really is to look at, okay, what can I do next? Like, even if I'm happy, I'm grateful. I love what I have. But how do I grow? How do I move forward? What's next for me is a natural thing that I think we need to accept that and be grateful for what you have is so important. But growth and change and learning and adapting are such huge parts of success as well. Wow, you got me thinking. I have some food for thought for the next week or so. Thank you for this. Can you please, Kathy, tell us what would you advise a woman that is struggling in finding her life purpose? She may be at the beginning of her journey with her career. She may want to start her own business since many of the young people that I have been talking to lately are very keen into starting their own thing. What would you advise this woman that's at the beginning of her journey to focus on first? Well, the first part would be that idea of being honest with yourself about what makes you feel good, what makes you feel productive. And again, the idea that we all have different skills so not to think, well, I need to do this because someone told me I'm supposed to, but really look more at, like I like to call it your brilliance. What are the things that you do naturally well? What are the things that make you feel excited and inspired and that you're doing the right sorts of things? Because again, you know, some people love administrative work and they love it. They love to do that. And so that's the direction they should go. Whereas myself, I hate that stuff. <laughs> it, it exhausts me doing admin stuff. <laughs> so it's like, I need to acknowledge that. And rather than spending hours and, you know, just plugging through that kind of thing, I need to acknowledge that that's not my brilliance, that that's not what excites and inspires me. I need to do certain things that need to get done. But I also then need to share this with other people who do love to do that. And um, one of the other things is cleaning. Some people love to clean. I hate cleaning. <laughs> So I would rather, if someone loves to do that, I would rather, you know, pay them to come help me than again for me to spend hours doing things that are not my brilliance, that are not moving me forward. So, so that's definitely a first part of really allowing yourself to be honest with yourself. What are the things that you like to do? What are the things you're good at? How do you focus on those? And the other thing too is I find don't think in little boxes. Like when we were young, we were told, okay, do you want to be a nurse or a teacher when you grow up? And that was really, you know, what we we're told our options were. Whereas now your options are endless. That really, especially with the internet and everyone being online and so many different things that you can do for income, that it really is endless. So rather than feeling confined and, oh, I need to choose from one of these three boxes, again, go back to what your skills are, go back to looking at how you can apply them to different kinds of work. 
but then also start talking to people that are doing different things and ask them like, what is that day-to-day really look like? Like, you know, would these skills be helpful in doing that? And one of the things I find that we, we tend to kind of hold back from asking people about their work and their jobs and, you know, getting feedback from people. Whereas I find that most people love sharing their experience with other people, that they love feeling like they're being helpful in guiding somebody. So, and even if you're talking about celebrities or, you know, people that are high up in a position, we often kind of pull away from the idea of asking them those kind of simple questions. Whereas again, I find most people in general like to be helpful, like to be asked for feedback, like to participate in somebody else's growth and progress. So don't be afraid to ask and even volunteer with somebody and say, hey, can I just hang out with you? And can I try and see what you're doing and see if that's a good fit for me? There's so many different ways to just dabble in what the opportunities are and then figure out what actually works for you, what fits. Wonderful. And it's very rational if you get to think a bit about it. And I'm loving the thing that you get to ask yourself questions at the end of the day. What am I good at? What do I like to do? What sets my brilliance on fire? You know, I'm I'm pretty much like you. I I'm such an eater, but don't get me cooking at all. <laughs> or washing the dishes later (laughs) thank god for the washing for the dishwashing machine because there are things you know as you say the amount of time that we have is limited and might as well do the things that make us become those butterflies that feel happy and fulfilled and indeed If us women inspire other women, since we get to be inspired, we do change the world because there's so much feminine energy that runs through mostly all of society, even if some people may say that we are still patriarchal uh, system. I think it's both feminine and masculine and finding the right balance is what... uh, Brings joy. Definitely. Yes. And Kathy, can you please tell us how do you actually help people through your programs with your company, Inspired Tenacity? What do you do there exactly? And how can people get in touch with you? Because I'm pretty sure that our audience is already dying to get in contact with you. They are so curious to start working with you and to be inspired by you even more. Well, yeah, that'd be great to connect with people. My website is simple. It's just inspiredtenacity.com. And you can also connect with me on LinkedIn is where I'm most active as far as social media goes. Um, The ways that I work with people, I've got a few different things that I do, but the main thing is going through a series of steps. And again, beginning with that idea of allowing yourself to dream, allowing yourself to actually imagine what you want. And then from there, creating a roadmap of, okay, what are those next steps? How do we start shifting where you're at into that right direction 
And then going from there, we move into kind of that ongoing support and accountability and fine tuning as we go on. So my programs are one month, three month and six month programs, being that with that one month program, we're really just focused on that first part of, okay, what is it you really need to be moving towards? What are those first steps to get you started? I definitely recommend more of the three and six month programs because anytime we make a big change in our life, it's not a one month thing. It's not a, hey, here's what you need. Just go do it. We will always come up against challenges. We will always come up against things that we weren't expecting. And we naturally want to shift back into our comfort zone, to shift back into what we're familiar with, to shift just into our usual ways. So that's why I really focus on the three and six month programs, because then I'm able to really support people, not just in envisioning and writing down what's going to happen or what they need to do, but really support them in those next steps. And like we were speaking about earlier, too, just creating that safe place for women to be honest about how it's going. Like, what are the challenges you're coming up against? What are the things that you need to that you haven't thought of that are coming up that you now need to address? Because, again, nothing in life is a straight line. And that's kind of one of the things I've adapted as well, that you know, a lot of the traditional success type programs are very linear. You do this, do this, do this. And you get here, whereas life doesn't really work like that. Life is more like a web, all these different things intertwining and having an impact on each other. So it really is more about getting that vision of where you're going, starting in that direction and constantly fine tuning and adjusting and, and reworking. And, you know, maybe something will come up as like another idea is like, hey, this is where we're going. But if we tweak it over here a little bit, we're going there. And that's even a bigger dream. So there is a growth process and there is a tweaking process. And, you know, so so that's where I really love the accountability and the the progress of my longer programs. So but yes, but and, and for the group that's here, I've got uh, one hour free sessions so we can just jump on Zoom together go through again, that kind of rehashing, where are you at? What do you really want? You know, really getting that started. And so that's a one hour free session that you can, when you're on my website or the links that we'll put here with the, with the podcast that just book that on my calendar, we'll get together and chat. And if you mentioned also that, that you saw this on the podcast, then I can also give you a $500 discount on my three month program. So to mention the podcast and I'll get you that put in place as well. So, so yeah, no, it's just so exciting to be able to see people shift. And especially right now, I find so many people are just feeling stuck from all of this overwhelm and constant changes and just uncertainty in the world that I find so many people are just feeling just stuck, like their feet are stuck in the mud and they just can't move. They can't make decisions right now. They can't follow through with things. Even things that they used to do on a regular routine now have fallen away, whether it's their exercise or you know other kinds of self-care things. So I find, especially right now, it's just so important for us to reach out get the support of a different community of you know people that we know are there specifically to help us get through those things and 
have that accountability and support moving forward. So, so yes, I welcome everyone to connect and I would love to hear your stories and where you're at and, and go on from there. Wow, Kathy, I appreciate your generosity. My fearless friends, get in touch with Kathy today. You are going to find all her links in the description of the podcast on Spotify and on YouTube. And really get yourself into understanding who you are, what's your purpose, how can you be unstuck and become this beautiful butterfly that Kathy is mentioning, which this metaphor, Kathy, I'm going to be keeping in mind for a very long time because it's so powerful and it's the natural way of things. You have given us such wonderful stories as food for thought and I'm very honored and so grateful to have had you with us today. I appreciate your wisdom and energy and before we go, can you please give us one last uh, sentence of wisdom? Just <laughs> any kind of wisdom, hey? All right. Well, I think I will leave you with a quote that I just love. And it's, don't ask what the world needs from you. Ask what makes you come alive and go do it. Because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. And to me, that sums everything up. That you just, yeah, don't, don't look at what you should be doing. Focus on what makes you feel alive and come alive and go do it. Whether it's listening to music or dancing or visiting people or traveling, whatever you can do. You know, go do those things that make you feel excited and make you feel motivated. And you'd be shocked at how that will overflow into other things in your life that now feel better and feel more exciting because you're feeling more energized and more excited. Wow, this literally gave me goosebumps. And I am beyond inspired right now. Thank you once again, Kathy. What a privilege today. Well, thank you. I've loved being here. We'll have to do it again. Definitely. <laughs> thank you so much. You're welcome.